Alright guys, what's going on? This is Shane with the Late Night Thoughts Podcast. Currently it's 2 in the morning because I can't sleep at all. Let's talk about just strange high questions that you think about, you know, just when you're high. Alright, and on to the first one, which is, what does water taste like? This is a pretty high question, like, the gift they have underneath it. By the way, I'm just on this random website that has freaking, like, 14, but I'm just going one by one here. But the first one is a gif of just a Spongebob Patrick, and they're in kind of like the humming position. And the question is, what does water taste like? Well, with that is, what does water taste like? Water tastes like water. There is no, there is no thing to equate it to. It's kind of like saying, well, what does air taste like? Well, air is air. It's different depending on where you are, how much pollution are you, where are you in terms of geographically, are you by a fish factory, are you by a rubber factory that smells like rubber i don't know some smells you can actually taste i'm sure you guys have encountered that where you smell something so bad that you can actually taste it so what this means for water is that water to us since it's kind of like the baseline taste when you drink water you're like it tastes like nothing because you're used to the extremely high taste of soda or vitamin waters or monsters so compared to that water tastes like nothing even though water actually tastes like water there is no best way to describe it it just is it's just water it's like saying so your phone what does your phone look like well it looks like a phone that's it there's no you can say oh it's round or it's square or it's a box or it lights up but you can't really go beyond that with water you can be like oh so what does what does your water tastes like oh you know it tastes like good water or it tastes like bad water or it tastes like vitamin water or it tastes like monster water whatever monster water tastes like i don't know this is the problem when it comes to describing things that we set as the baseline for stuff is because it's easy to compare stuff to the baseline but it's not easy to compare the baseline to other things like this like if you compare water to a monster you can say yeah the monster tastes better than water but if you say hey what does the water taste like in comparison to the water, you just be like, it, it's water, that's it, it's just water. Alright, and on to the second one, which is, why is the pizza box square, but the pizza is a circle, and the slice is a triangle? Well, let's tackle that first part, why is the box square, while the pizza is a circle? Well, it's easier to make things in boxes through machines than make things circular in machines. Machines, by nature, are square, chunky things that can just pump out squares like no problem, right? It could potentially cut out circles, but the problem with having a circular box is that the hinge for the box would also have to be circular, which doesn't really mechanically work, so it would have to be flat, but then that would mean there's a flat part of the box, so it doesn't actually make it a circle. It just makes it partially a circle with a line attaching. I guess you could have a kind of like a shoebox kind of thing where there's a box underneath and a box that fits on top like like a lid and a bottom. And the pizza goes inside and then you lift up the top and then that does pizza. And that wouldn't be very economical because the pizza box, all it does is a, bo- a flat piece of cardboard that just folds in the corners and then shuts. That's, that's all a pizza box is. So it's way more economical to make a square box versus a round box because a round box doesn't really make that much sense it it has a lot of mechanical issues that's hard to overcome and even if you overcame them which could be done relatively easy if you use certain techniques but difficult if you use other techniques a box is just a way better way of doing it because box you can just have a hinge that folds and then it covers the pizza and then you're done much much easier than doing a freaking circle where it has to be like a shoebox where, where you can just kind of like pull it up. Or I guess a better example would be a, a box of chocolates that come in like the heart shape, right? You just lift the top up and then boom, they're there. It would be like the same concept for pizza. It wouldn't 
The box would be really hard to make, though. So it wouldn't make much sense doing it, because then it would cost more, and it would raise up the price of the pizza, so the box costs more to put the pizza in, the pizza itself would cost more. When you could have just gone with a square box, and had a cheaper pizza, and you would get the same exact result. Just square and not round. Alright, let's go on to the second part of that question, which is, and the slice is a triangle. If you think about it in shapes-wise, it makes no sense. But, the slice of a pizza is actually not a true triangle. What I mean by a true triangle is a triangle that has all flat sides, none of the sides curve or does a weird squiggly thing, or it doesn't do anything like that. There's flat sides that make up a triangle. Now, it, it is in a triangle-like shape, a slice of pizza, but it is not in itself a triangle since only two of the sides are flat and the bottom is curved. Right, because it's sliced out of a circle, so it's curved. If it was a triangle, then it would be a... wouldn't be a hexagon. It would be a... Uh, I forget the name of the shape, but the pizza would essentially have flat sides around. It might be a hexagon. Yeah, it's probably a hexagon. But it would have flat sides. And you could say those flat sides add up to a semicircular shape. But it, it wouldn't be a circle because it wouldn't be smooth. But pizza is smooth, so it's a smooth circle that goes all the way around. You take that pizza slice out, you do have two flat sides and a thing that looks like a triangle, but technically not a triangle. So a little thing they have underneath this thing about it. Why are there so many shapes? Well, your entire world is made out of shapes. <laughs> The thing you're listening through this right now is either a square or a circle, a speaker. Some speakers are square, they're not as popular as circular speakers. The one in your iPhone is actually a, a speaker. It's, it's really interesting technology. Alright, and on to the third one here, which is, today is the oldest you've ever been, but also the youngest you've ever been. Now this is a tricky one to deal with, simply because it deals with time. And time gives me passive headaches whenever I try to make sense of it because it does not make sense at all. Time doesn't make sense. It slows down when you go near a black hole. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense. The faster you go, it slows down. The more gravity you have on you, it slows down. I don't it does it, it just doesn't make sense. That's a whole nother podcast. Let's focus on this. Today is the oldest you've ever been. This is true. So you go on a run. You start from your house. And you plan to run, let's say, just to the grocery store. Right, that's your goal, to the grocery store. Every time you take a step is the farthest you've ever been from your house on that run. On that specific run, that's the furthest you've ever gotten. Right, so let's say three steps. Boom, boom, boom. Three steps is the furthest you've gotten. Also, on the flip side of that, in the it's also the youngest you've ever been. It's also the furthest away you've ever been from the store until you take that next, that next step. And you're one step closer to the store, but you're also one step away from your house. All this basically adds together to give you a massive headache because the present is relative, time is relative, and it slows down when you get near black holes and your brain hurts, right? The oldest you've ever been, from a philosophy standpoint, yes, you. this is the oldest you've ever been. This is old for you. If you look on your past self, that was a young you. If you look at you now... This is an older you. And that might scare some people because you're just like, man, I'm the oldest I've ever been. I'm old. Or you can have the different perspective, which is this is the youngest you've ever been too. In the common phrase, well, you're only going to get older or you're never getting younger. 
is essentially the same thing. There's a pessimist view in this, and there's also an optimist view in this. Also, because this is the oldest you've ever been, is like a it's a pessimistic thing. It's like, oh gosh, this is the oldest I've ever been in my life. Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, what what am I? What is this? And the other view is the youngest you've ever been is the optimist point of view. It's like, wow, you know, like I'm young. This is the young me. I have so much more to go in life. I'm young. I got this kind of thing. So these two views are mirrors of each other. They're the same, right? Because when you look at yourself in the mirror, it's you, but it's the complete opposite. It's mirrored. When you raise your right hand, your reflection raises its left hand. That also mirrors a whole nother podcast. For this one, simply, you can look at it from a psychology point of view, which is it's either a pessimist point of view or an optimist point of view. Whether in sciency time viewing of it, it's completely true. You are stuck in this middle of old and young, past, present, future. You are jammed in the middle, and the present is always moving. Whether you see the present as moving forward, going towards, let's say in the past example, it's going towards the supermarket, you can either view it as that, or you can see it as you're getting farther away from the house, i.e. you're getting older, or you can view it as, I'm getting closer to the store, this is the youngest, this is the farthest away. There's always two ways of looking at things, no matter what situation you're in. And this this quote just sums it up perfectly, and that you're always stuck in this middle zone, and you don't always know what to do, right? Because you're stuck in the middle, and you're just like, oh, man, I don't know if I feel young or old. That's basically where this quote just leaves you. It just leaves you in this middle place, and you're just like, oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Alright, and on to this last one, which is, what if our dreams are real and life fake? Now this, we can directly just tie into The Matrix. In the beginning of The Matrix, Neo, the main character, is caught between these two dreams. He doesn't know which one's real. He He's questioning it. Morpheus gets him to question it. The two dreams are, either he's this office worker who has this boring, monotonous life, or... He's this exciting hacker who doesn't really go to parties, but then gets forced to go to a party. On one side, he's cool. On one side, he's boring. Which one is the dream? Which one is actually him? Now, you have to be saying, Shane, Shane, look, dreams are exciting. They're what we want. But real life sucks, and it's boring, and all we want to do is just freaking go through the day and live through it, right? Well, not necessarily. Your dreams could be the exact same way for all you know. We don't remember most of our dreams. We only remember, let's just say, like, the highlight reel of it. We don't remember most of it. And we also, the parts that we do remember, we also forget those very, very fast. Have you ever woken up from dreams like, man, that was a cool dream. You know, I was flying an airplane out, shooting other planes down like freaking Top Gun, you know? And then, like, a day later, your friend is just like, hey, remember that dream you were talking about? Yeah, well, so what was it again? And then you have to respond with, oh, mm. Has something to do with airplanes. I don't. I don't really know. Something about a gun. Not. It wasn't a gun that was on the bottom though. Ah, whatever. I can't remember. That. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe your dreams are really boring, but they just have these spikes of awesomeness that you remember. Maybe that's the real world. Maybe that's the world that we're actually living in. In this world that you're listening to the podcast in right now is actually all a dream, simply made to entertain your brain while you sleep that's it that's all a dream is is just entertaining your brain while you're sleeping 
So which side is real? Which side is fake? There's really no way of knowing from a psychology standpoint because you create your own world in your head. The way you perceive things, you have your own universe inside your freaking head. The way that your brain takes in information and the way it processes information is completely different from basically any other person out there. You have your own little universe. And the way you can tell your brain actually changes what you see, that there are various things you can do. You can find them just by a simple Google, a Google search. That there are things you can do that your brain changes, right? If you put your finger in the middle of your head, right, like by your nose, your eyes can actually see your nose 24-7. It can always, if you have your eyes open, your eyes really see your nose. But you don't notice your nose most of the time. Your nose is not like a standard thing that you see unless you wanted to see it. Unless you wanted to see your nose, that's the only way you see it. Because your brain basically just crops it out and says, eh, you don't need this. You don't need to see your nose 24-7. You don't need it. Your brain does this with a lot of stuff. It takes shortcuts with everything. There are certain things you can look at, like three-dimensional cube, that if it's drawn just right, your brain doesn't know which side of the cube is facing you. And if you look at it just right, you can actually see it flip back and forth. And it is in incredible to see because your brain is basically processing it and saying, oh, it's this way. Oh, no, 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 wait. It's that way. That way. No, no, no. It's the other way. Okay, no, no, no. It's, it's back to that way. Your brain doesn't know what to do, and it gets confused. That basically proves that everything you see is in your own little brain bubble, I guess you can call it. It's so weird that you just don't know what to do. Like, your brain constructs its own reality. It also does the same while you're sleeping. While you're sleeping, it constructs its own reality also. And who's to say which reality is the real one, if you're even listening to this podcast, in the real reality? And with that, that's going to be the end of this podcast. I'm Shane with Late Night Thoughts. If you want, you can leave a comment, like, or even follow us here on Late Night Thought. I thank you all for listening, and I'll see you next time.